Depression, anxiety, and autoimmune symptoms after birth is not how it's supposed to be. There is a much better way, and I'm here to show you how to do just that. Hey, my friend, I'm Miranda Bauer, a mother to four kids and a biology student turned scientist obsessed with changing the world through postpartum care. Join us as we talk to mothers and the providers who serve them and getting evidence-based information that actually supports the mind, body, and soul in the years after birth. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Postpartum University Podcast. Miranda Bauer here, and I am absolutely thrilled to bring to you Aaron Claire Jones. And I've had the privilege of getting to know Aaron over the last several months now. And I am just always so, so impressed with everything she does. So she uses human design to help thousands of individuals and companies step into their work and their lives and their truest selves and and their highest potential. Her work has guided myself, um, guided coaches. She's a speaker. She's attracted a growing community of 250,000, which I think is more now, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like you are just a powerhouse. You've been featured in Forbes, Mind, Body, Green, Well and Good, Nylon. I, I can go on and on with all of the incredible works that you have done and how highly sought after you are for your human design, mainly because I feel like you are so pragmatic and tangible, it's accessible, and it's so immediately applicable to everyday life. And I'm just over the moon to have you. So thank you for being here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Can you tell us, for those of us who might not be aware of human design, what what is human design? Of course. So human design is a system based on your time, date, and place of birth that reveals your energetic blueprint. And what I mean by that is how you are uniquely wired to thrive in every area of your life, whether it's as a mom or a business owner or working at a team or in relationship, but it really gives us each our own unique roadmap to finding our flow. And I think it also reminds us that we are all so different. And the more we really take the time to discover how we are wired to operate, the more flow and success we can find. Mm, So beautiful. And you have this thing called the blueprint. And you mm-hmm. can input in your information and you get like this very personal in-depth guide. And I have one. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely life-changing, which is why Aaron is here with us today, because I feel like it was it was just so relatable. And I finally understood. It was like I was able to give myself permission for being who I already am and I saw it play out significantly in my role as a mother. Mm-hmm. And I would love to to have your understanding of how human design impacts our roles as, as moms. Yeah. I mean, I think in so many areas of our life, we can get a little bit stuck when we try to do things in the way that we think we should or the way that others have done. And I think human design is such a gigantic permission slip to be like, this is how you're meant to do it. And I know for me as a mother and I have a one-year-old, it's just been so wonderful having this information from the beginning because, you know, and I'm curious your experience, we both are a similar type in human design. We have different designs, of course, but we have some similarities. And I would say so much of being a projector for you and I 
is that our energy is meant to ebb and flow. Like we don't really have this like consistent doing energy. And so really having time alone as parents to kind of rest and recharge is so, so essential. And so it hasn't been easy, but I know from the very beginning, just carving out these little moments where I can like be in my own flow and do my own thing. And also just like allow in a lot of support, I would say paid and otherwise, you know, it's like, I call my neighbors and I'm like, I need help. And so it's just been really good to kind of know that and not feel bad about that. Um, but I would also say so much of being a projector, you know, you have more kids and they're older is around the value of really spending one-on-one time with people because you've got such a gift for making people feel so seen and so recognized. And so I can imagine for me, I'd love to have more children, but the importance of really kind of having that time as, as they get older. How have you found that in your journey as a mother, both in the one-on-one piece, but also in the ebbing and flowing of your energy? Yeah, I, I love this so much. And I appreciate the question because This is, I think, where I have given myself the most permission to just like step back and and just be. And that was huge for me because I have always been in this go, go, go kind of world. And I think all of us are in in some sort of respect, especially in motherhood. Like it can feel never ending, constant. And when I recognized my design type, my, my projector and, and a little bit more about who I am as a person and this need for this ebb and the flow and the rest, I think just seeing how much rest that I truly do need throughout the day, it was like mind blowing. And Mm -hmm. then implementing that and recognizing, wow, I actually get so much more done and I feel more accomplished when I rest. Like, what is this? It was a whole new game uh, Mm -hmm. for me and for my children too. So everybody, I have four kids and my husband, all generators, they are all of them go, 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 like always into things, love just like, just like being a part of the world, right? They love that. Yeah. And I'm like, it's it's finally okay for me to say, you guys go do your thing mm-hmm. and I'm going to stay back. Amazing, right? Like it's okay for yeah. me not to be included here because yeah. I'm going to show up in this yeah. way instead. And like those one-on-one relationships. Totally. It's, it's funny because I grew up, in a family, my father was a projector and he was so good at this when I grew up. Like he would just, I remember even we were in like Hawaii once and we like, we're going on like a late night, I don't know, some boating thing. And my dad was like, I'm going to stay back. And I was so mad. I was just like, you have to come. And he was like, I really want to rest. and I'm not going to come. Thank you so much. And it's just so funny because I was so upset with him when he was, when I was, you know, young, but looking back, I'm like, he's been so good at being a projector my entire life because he's just really known it. He's known exactly when he needs space and he just like takes it guilt-free and then he shows up fully when he comes on. And so I think now looking back, I'm like, this is actually very inspirational for me because when I try to keep showing up and I don't have the energy, nobody gets the best of me. But when I really allow and support, I really rest when I need. It's like that my daughter gets the best of me and my husband gets the best of me. And like, it's just worth it. And and I want to say for those projector li- listening, this is never about not having energy. It's just about energy ebbing and flowing and really kind of trusting that natural current rather than fighting against it. I think too, it's like my kids recognize my need for rest as well. And that has been a very beautiful thing. First, I had to recognize it in, in myself yeah. and then claim it and say, hey, this is really important to me. 
And yeah. even my four-year-old will be like, mommy, I think you need to, to rest. Like I, maybe wow. you should go lay down or maybe you should go read and I'll come back later. And they're so good at recognizing these periods of time that mommy needs. And that wow. when I return, like I'm going to be mm-hmm. 110% for them because 100%. I can. And it's so, it's such a beautiful thing. And I think too, recognizing their human design And being like, not trying to, I'm a projector, not trying to project my own, like, no, you need to rest. You need to stay back. You need to like, you're doing too much, right? Which is not true. I might be, Mm -hmm. but not my children, not my husband. Yeah. And like, and just for people, and for those who want to look up their design, you can look up your type at humandesignblueprint.com, but to see if you're a projector, but also, you know, what you're sharing about is, you know, generators and manifesting generators, like they need to use up their energy. They often cannot sleep well at night if they unless they've kind of fully expended their energy. So if you're like rest when they don't want to rest, it's really not useful. And I similarly have a husband who's a generator, a daughter who's a manifesting generator. So I just feel so lucky right now to be like, these people are not like me and they don't need the same things as me. And like, I can't try to keep up with them. And like, I just have to like, let them do their thing and like, let them use their energy in all the ways that they want. And I remember once sitting with a father whose daughter was a manifesting generator and he was talking to me and he was like, Aaron, like she's doing way too much. She's playing lacrosse. She's playing soccer. She's playing softball. Like she won't choose. And I was like, she's meant to do it all. You know, like she's meant to be so multi-passionate. She's meant to try all the things. Like she's doing it so perfectly. And he was just like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm frustrated because I want her to be like me, not because I'm taking the time to understand how she works best. And so I think it's just such an amazing tool, both as a parent and also as a child to just really understand like how to support people that are really different than us and how to really take account and really kind of honor our needs, even if they're different than our kids. Oh, I love this so much. Can you share in your experience, what are some of the common challenges that maybe some parents have faced and and helped, you know, human design has really helped them address? I mean, you just mentioned that story. I would love to hear more if you have any. Yeah, I think for generators and manifesting generators, you know, for this, these types, you know, your kids and your husband, these people have such amazing, powerful energy. And the more lit up they are, the more energy they have. And they have this very kind of magnetic charisma, passion around them, but it comes from them doing things that light them up. So I have talked to so many parents that have put all their passions and all their excitements on the side. So they're like, I am going to be the best parent, but then they feel so burnt out. And so it's often just such a gigantic permission slip to be like, you creating a little bit more space to do the things you love and it's actually going to give you so much more energy to show up as a parent, you know? And so I've seen so much change there because they felt guilty around it when actually it's like, it's better for everybody, you know, for them to be like them being lit up really is so, it has such a ripple effect. Um, I think with manifester parents, you know, manifester parents just like are here to kind of do their thing and do it their way. And so they're not really here to follow other people's rules. And so I think that that has freed a lot of manifestors I've talked to who have felt like very confined by like what they think they're supposed to do. And they're like, you know what, I'm going to do it my way. Thanks so much, everybody, for all the advice. And I'm going down my path. And also so much of being a manifestor is actually having space to be in their own flow uninterrupted. You know, that's not always feasible as a parent, you know, there are nap times and things like that, but still I think them being able to kind of carve out space to be in their flow and close the door and let their kids know, like, I'm going to be in my own space right now and I'll be available soon is actually really amazing, you know, because so much of being a manifestor, just like letting people know, like keeping them in the loop and that can create so much more 
trust and ease in the communication. And then I would say finally for reflector parents, my gosh, reflectors are so sensitive to everybody they're around and the spaces they're in and most especially their children. And so I think a big pattern I noticed with reflector parents is kind of feeling a need to like fix and resolve everything they feel in their children. And so also really understanding their kids' designs to be like, I'm going to feel it all. And it doesn't mean it all has to be fixed. Like they're just going to move through things and do things. And I can just sit here and like be a witness and step in when I need, but like, I don't have to be like in there fixing all the time. Um, And then reflectors similar to projectors like you and I, they need lots of space and time to kind of be in their own energy. So that's often a really key piece for them as well. I feel like you just touched on all of these different parenting styles. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you you have so many different parenting styles and it just like kind of showed up in all of the pieces that you are sharing here, which I think is such a beautiful thing because oftentimes, and I know for myself, I was a preschool teacher for wow. 10, no, it was more than that. It was, it was about 10 to 14 years. Like some of it was like office work, but I, I was a preschool teacher forever. And I had all of these ideas mm-hmm. about what it meant to be a mom, what it meant mm-hmm. to like, here's how I'm going to raise my kids. And we were given so much training about learning styles and education styles and parenting styles. And yeah, and a human design was not one of them. And I wish it was because it would have helped so yes. immensely with how I connected in with children and parents and everything in between. And of course, yeah. having kids yeah. it was a total, you know, it's very, very different than taking care of other people's children. Mm-hmm. And it's like a whole, my, my world of what I was going to do, like completely shifted, right? Everything that I said yeah. I was going to do as a mom did yeah. not happen, did not change, you know, occur. Totally. Led down a completely different path that I feel is really reflected in me as a, as a projector. Yeah. I love that. And I just, again, it's like, there's so many ideas of how we think we should be doing things. And then when we arrive, we might want something totally different. And that's been such a big lesson for me as a mother. I had so many ideas of what I thought I was supposed to be like. And then I arrived and I was like, I want something different than I thought I would. I want to approach this differently. And so again, I think human design it's such a cool tool to just give us permission to know how to make decisions and kind of approach it all in a way that really works for us. Yeah. And there's so much more than just our types. What are some other things within human design that might impact who we are as, as parents? Well, there's a big piece of our design that speaks to how we make decisions So whether you and I both need to sleep on things and give ourselves a beat, so not being rash, that's been a big lesson for me. I'd be like, we should do this. And then it's like, let me give it a beat. See if I still feel excited the next day. Whereas some people are meant to be very fast. You know, my partner, he's a very fast decision maker and I love that for him, but we're making a lot of collective decisions. So it's been really important to honor how different our processes are. So that's really useful. There's a piece called definition, which speaks to how we best process information, which I also think is quite relevant to parenting. Like for you, for example, you might feel like a little bit trapped or confined if you're in the same environment all the time with the same people, which I imagine you are often. And so there's just like a need in your design for freedom to move your energy, to go for walks, to be in new spaces around different people and like to just kind of get activated in different ways. Have you noticed that at all? Okay, this is so crazy, but very, very recently, like I, I've read that in, in my amazing blueprint from yours. And I was like, I don't know. I don't really know. I love my home and I have built 
my home as my sanctuary, right? I have worked so hard in my home. I'm a Virgo. I like, my home is like a focal point for me. Mm-hmm. And I do a lot to stay here. Like I joke all the time. It's it's my place. Like my kids will ask me, hey mom, do you want to go do this or do you want to stay home? I know the answer, you know? <laughs> and it's it's so cute, but like, you know, it's a running joke in my family. But then recently I started recognizing like when I'm out and about and I'm like, I got to go run an errand at Target or I got to go hang out at gymnastics practice or whatever, or go on a walk. I have so much more energy. Totally. I have so much more energy than when I am at home in my own little bubble. And so I think that like my... My internal dialogue is telling me, yeah. wait a second, you love this because that's the story that I've been telling myself forever. Yeah. When really I do thrive in other spaces. It just activates a lot of new energy within you. You know, it's just like you might have all these ideas and then you're out in the world and like they just become clear. You feel able to communicate them in new ways. Like there's just like all these new kind of like sparks and light bulbs. And so again, this is not about you being around people all the time. I can imagine that would not be enjoyable for you. But when you're stuck, being around others can give you so much energy and so much new inspiration. It's so So, true. It's so true. And the crazy thing is, is I feel like that's a part of me that I have denied for yeah. so long until recently taking yeah. this blueprint and recognizing, wait a second, that's maybe not how it is for me. Totally. It's totally. mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. And again, it's often stuff that we kind of know deep down, but don't necessarily trust. And so it can take some time to step into it. So I love that awareness of like, I don't see it. And then it's like, oh, I really see it because now I'm paying attention. Um, I mean, there's so much more, but I would say one other piece that I would say is probably really useful when it comes to parenting and truly everything is, is the profile piece. So you're, for example, a three, five profile, I'm a six, two. And so it's just useful to like, for you, there's a very experimental nature to your design. So my guess is when it comes to parenting, like you got to just try things. You got to be like, I'm going to try this and I'm going to try this. I'm going to see what works and what doesn't. I'm going to like, it's going to change and evolve with each kid. But you're somebody who really learns by doing. So somebody might be like, hey, this is the way. And you're like, I am not going to trust you until I try it for myself. And so kind of giving yourself permission to kind of approach parenting in a more hands-on, messy, you know, freedom to make mistakes kind of way. It's so true. It's my entire life is like, I joke all the time. I have to fail first. (laughs) It's so true. I have to try it. I I'm still here because I have failed so many times. So what, what about you though? How is, how is yours different? I'm a six, two profile. Um, The two for me is really around my need to be alone and my need to kind of be pretty hermetic, not all the time, of course, but sometimes. Um, And so, and, and the way that I really understand that it's time to be alone, but also time to be in my flow And so that's been really important kind of early on of just carving out these little flows where I'm like, I'm going to go to Pilates on Thursday mornings and I'm going to go do this thing with a friend and then I'll come back. You know, like it's just having like these little moments to just be in my space and do my own thing and not have interruption. Um, And then the six is so much around, you know, needing to kind of step back from it all and kind of gain a higher perspective and then share what I see. And so I think that's been a big lesson for me in parenting as well as like, you know, I, I can have lots of ideas, but until I give myself a moment to just like step back and really reflect and just, yeah, just take the, take a look at things from a different vantage point. It's hard for me to actually see clearly. So it's been really useful, but I would say the thing that feels most relevant in parenting at this stage is for sure the hermit piece. 
Mm, as much it. as I can. Yeah. I feel like in this journey for me and a lot of other moms that I've talked to who are into human design, there's this release of mom guilt. There's this mm. release of sometimes the shame that we carry. And this is a big deal. Mom guilt, mom shame. We talk about it all the time. Like it's it's got a whole language of its own. It's a yeah. really big topic. And mm-hmm. I feel like this, especially in our day and age, when we have access to Instagram and like this, you know, huge world of information overload. Yeah. Like just being able to sift through all of that, like you don't have to, when you know your human design and you can release that guilt and that shame of like who you're not showing up to be and who you are showing up to be. And I just feel like Mm. this is such an incredible piece to the puzzle of our experiences as moms, as parents. And so if you're listening into this, like this is definitely a next step. If you don't know your human design, if you don't have a blueprint from Erin, I highly recommend it. And Erin, and you're you're offering um, a discount for us today. For those who are listening in, we have a discount so you can get your blueprint and we have all of that. Yeah. So if you want to get your blueprint, which, you know, you shared a little bit about already, but it is a, basically it's a book all about you. It's a 55 plus page guide that's hyper-personalized all about your unique design and how to work with it. And it's a great tool for you as a parent, as an adult in your life, but also for kids. You know, I have so many parents get them for their kids to better understand how they work. Um, You can get that at humandesignblueprint.com slash guide and the discount code is Miranda. Mm, Thank you so much for that. And of course, we have all of that in the show notes. And where can people find you? Of course, we're going to have that in the show notes too, but where can people find you? Of course. So on Instagram, I'm at Erin Claire Jones on Human Design Blueprint. And then our website is humandesignblueprint.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here, Erin, and having this amazing conversation. It is always such an honor to be speaking with you. And I'm just so grateful that you're here with us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I am so grateful you turned into the Postpartum University podcast. We've hoped you enjoyed this episode enough to leave us a quick review. And more importantly, I hope more than ever that you take what you've learned here, applied it to your own life and consider joining us in the Postpartum University membership. It's a private space where mothers and providers learn the real truth and the real tools needed to heal in the years postpartum. You can learn more at www postpartum you that's the letter you.com we'll see you next week